Welcome to Storytime with Mama V. I'm your host, Victoria, but you can call me Mama V. In this show, we go on storytime adventures where magic exists, where brave knights and courageous princesses come out to play, and where the good always defies evil. Now, get comfy, because storytime is about to begin. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Storytime with Mama V. Today, we are reading a fairy tale classic called The Sleeping Beauty. Once upon a time, there lived a king and queen who had no children. They very much wanted a child, and when at last they had a little daughter, they were both overjoyed. When the time came for the little princess to be christened, the king made a grand feast and invited all but one of the fairies in his kingdom to be godmothers. There happened to be 13 fairies in the kingdom. But as the king only had 12 gold plates, he had to leave one of them out. The 12 fairies that were invited to come to the christening presented the little princess with their best gifts. One gave her beauty. One gave her wisdom. Another grace another goodness, until all but one had presented their offerings. Just as the last fairy was about to step forward and offer her gifts, there was a loud knocking at the door. Bam, 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 bam. And before anybody could get there to open it, the door burst open and in came the 13th fairy in a furious rage at not having been invited to the feast. When she saw all the gifts which the other fairies had gifted to the child, she laughed and exclaimed, <laughs> A lot of good all this beauty and virtue and wealth will do to you, my pretty princess. You shall pay for the mistakes your royal father has made. Then, turning to the terrified king and queen, she said in a loud voice, when the princess is 15 years old, she shall prick her finger with a spindle and die. <laughs> Having said this, she flew away as noisily as she came in. The king and queen were in despair, and the royal advisors were frozen with shock and fear, while the little princess began to cry uncontrollably, as if she knew the fate in store for her. Then the twelfth fairy stepped forward. Do not be afraid, she said. I have not yet given my gift. I cannot undo the wicked spell, but I can soften the evil. The princess, on her fifteenth birthday, shall prick her finger with a spindle, but she will not die. Instead, she will fall asleep for a hundred years. Alas, cried the queen, what comfort will that be to us? Long before the hundred years are past, we shall be dead, and our darling child will be as lost to us as if she were indeed to die. I can make that right, said the fairy. When the princess falls asleep, you shall sleep too, and awaken with her when a hundred years have passed. But the king still hoped to save his daughter from such a terrible misfortune, so he ordered all the spinning wheels in his kingdom to be burned or destroyed and made a law that no one was allowed to use them. And if one was found, the penalty was instant death. But all his care was useless. 
On her 15th birthday, the princess slipped away from her attendants and wandered all through the palace. At last she came to a tower which she had never seen before, and wondering what it contained, she climbed the stairs. From a room at the top came a curious humming noise. Hum, hum, hum. And the princess, wondering what it could be, pushed open the door and stepped inside. There sat an old woman, bent over with age, working at a strangely shaped wheel. The princess was full of curiosity. What is that funny-looking thing? she asked. It's a spinning wheel, princess, answered the old woman, who was no other than the thirteenth wicked fairy in disguise. A spinning wheel? What is that? I've never heard of such a thing, said the princess. She stood watching for a few minutes, then she added, It looks quite easy. May I try to do it? Certainly, gracious lady, said the wicked fairy. And the princess sat down and tried to turn the wheel. But no sooner did she lay her hand upon it than the spindle, which was enchanted, pricked her finger and the princess fell back against a silk-covered couch, fast asleep. In a moment, a deep silence fell upon all who were in the castle. The king fell asleep in the midst of his counselors, the queen with her ladies-in-waiting, the horses in the stable, the pigeons on the roof, the flies upon the walls, even the very fire upon the hearth fell asleep too. The meat, which was cooking in the kitchen, ceased to sizzle. A great hedge sprang up around the castle, which, as the years passed on, grew and grew until it formed an unbreakable barrier around the sleeping palace. The story of the sleeping princess became a legend, handed down from one generation to another, and a cloud of mystery as thick and unbreakable as the hedges of thorns lay over the old castle. Many brave and gallant princes tried to force their way through the magic hedge in order to solve the mystery and to see for themselves the beautiful maiden who lay in an enchanted sleep behind the thorny barrier. But the thorns caught them and held them from going forward. After many, many years, there came a king's son into that country who heard the story of the princess and the hedge of briars, and he made up his mind to try to force his way through to the castle to awake the sleeping princess. People told him of the fate of the other princes who had also attempted this difficult task, but this prince was determined. I have made up my mind to see this maiden of whose beauty I have heard so many wonderful tales, he said. I will work my way through the hedge of thorns and awaken this sleeping beauty. Now, it happened that this day was the last day of the hundred years. And when the prince came to the hedges that surrounded the castle and began to push his way through, he found that the briars moved easily to his touch. The thorns had all blossomed into beautiful roses that scented the air with fragrance as he went by. Primroses sprang up before his feet and made a pathway to lead him straight to the castle gates, and the birds started to sing, as if to tell the world that the hundred years of enchantment were over, 
and the princess was about to be awakened from her long sleep. The prince passed through the council chamber where the king and his counselors were sleeping, through the room where the queen and her lady slept. He passed on from hall to hall, climbed from stair to stair, until at last he reached the tower chamber where the sleeping princess lay. For a moment, he stood and gazed in wonder at her lovely face. Then he sank on his knees beside her and kissed her as she lay asleep. Instantly, the spell was broken. The king and queen awoke and all of the royal advisers with them. The horses neighed in the stables and shook their glossy manes. The pigeons cooed on the roof. The flies on the wall moved again. The fire burned brightly, and the meat in the kitchen began to sizzle again. It's as if nothing has ever happened. Everything went back to ordinary, like it always had been. And up in the tower chamber, the princess opened her eyes to meet the gaze of the prince, who had dared to risk his life for her sake. What they said to each other, nobody quite knows, for nobody was there to hear or see. But whatever it was, it must have been something magical. For very soon after, they were married and lived happily ever after. That's all the time we have for Storytime with Mama V today. If you haven't already done so, please go ahead and subscribe to the show. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next time on another episode of Storytime with Mama V.